the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Uh, here we are on a Thursday, and uh, I had wanted to get my next guest on uh, last week because as soon as he sent me his latest article, I knew that I wanted to talk about it because he's been connecting some dots again, which he's really good at. And uh, Michael Cutler is joining us today. And, of course, you know Michael. Uh, Michael uh, testified before the 9-11 Commission and in front of a lot of other Senate and House committees uh, dealing with uh, immigration, illegal immigration, and uh, protecting the border, uh, the southern border specifically here in the U.S. And, uh, you know, the the failings of both Democrats and Republicans in in that. Uh, Last week, I started talking about uh, the uh, Department of Justice, the DOJ, the AG, and the president, and how they uh, turned their back on the problems that we have on the border and the possibility of terrorists coming across our southern border and instead turned their attention to parents that are upset with their school boards and because they've raised their voices, now the... uh, the president has sent a memo to the AG, and the AG has sent out word to the FBI that uh, they're supposed to keep an eye on um, Americans, and they're calling parents domestic terrorists. So Michael joins us today to shine some light on this. He's got a new article called Targeting American Parents. Uh, you can find him on Front Page Magazine, and the uh, uh, address for that is frontpagemag.com. I uh, suggest that you visit it uh, whenever Michael has a new article, and I believe that you can sign up and be notified when there's new stuff coming out, and you can keep up with what he's doing because he he used to do this for a living. He used to be an ICE agent, and uh, he's got it worked with the DEA and a whole lot of other things people so enough of my setting up who we are having back on because he's been on many times on my show but michael welcome back to the dave ellswick show how are you today my friend i'm terrific dave thank you so much for having me thank you for that introduction yeah i worked at what was then the ins immigration and naturalization service for about 30 years uh rotated through all the squads within the investigations branch uh, I was the first INS agent assigned to the Unified Intelligence Division of DEA. I spent 10 years as a senior 
uh, INS, senior INS special agent assigned to the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force. Also served as an immigration inspector at Kennedy Airport for four years before he became an agent. Spent the years as an adjudicator doing those marriage interviews you've seen in the movies. So I kind of took a grand tour. And our immigration laws <clears throat> really aren't about race or hatred or bigotry. In fact, if you go to Title Eight, United States Code, Section 1182, that's 1182, it lays out who we're supposed to keep out of the country. And what boggles my mind, and, you know, I'm a New Yorker on 9-11. My city was attacked as well as my country. My neighbors died. The ashes landed on my home. I've arrested terrorists, by the way. Most people never look at that nexus between immigration and terrorism, and it's a very clear one. In fact, it was the 9-11 Commission that made it abundantly clear that the only reason that not only 9-11 but other terrorist attacks were able to be carried out in the United States is because of multiple failures of the immigration system. And while we're paying an awful lot of attention to the southern border right now and the disaster created by the current administration, and, and by the way, full disclosure, I'm not being partisan. I'm a lifelong registered Democrat. Uh, but I only vote for candidates from either party if I believe they're really looking out for America and Americans. I would love to see at press conferences, whether it's at the White House or the governor's mansion or City Hall, why in the world aren't the so-called journalists asking politicians a fundamental question? How is your agenda, how are your proposed laws in the best interest of America and Americans. What a quaint notion. You know, Lincoln talked about America being a country of the people, by the people, for the people. And we're always hearing what the quote-unquote immigrants want, even when we're talking about illegal aliens. The term alien, by the way, is not a pejorative. It's not hate speech. Jimmy Carter started this Orwellian nonsense. There's no such thing as political correctness. This is Orwellian. Altering people's understanding of issues through the alteration of language. Very important to get the accurate language so we have an accurate understanding. Hey, Michael, politicians are- Michael, I saw an interesting statement by an author last week, and it said, uh-huh. make sure you understand you may be using the same words, but you might be using different dictionaries. Huh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And the term alien is a legal term that simply means any person, not a citizen or national of the United States. That's like me saying, Dave, you're my friend, but you're not part of my family, so we're not relatives, but we're friends. Yeah, makes sense to to me. Yes, of course it does. But this is a con game. And and, and before we get into my article, and I think it's a very important article, that's why I, I wrote it, because I really think this is a particularly important issue. The government is supposed to be standing for Americans, not against Americans. But for years, we hear these two phrases. Well, where immigration is concerned, the Democrats want the votes and the Republicans want the cheap labor. Stop and think about what that says. Cheap labor means we're going to displace American workers, and the Americans, lucky enough to still have a job, will suffer wage suppression. Right. Who in their right mind would want that? And the Democrats need to import voters. Why can't they stand on their record and say, look at all the great stuff we've done for you. Vote for us. The reason they need to import voters is they know that the American people are very unhappy with the nonsense they've been doing, both parties. So when you look at where we are now, and by the way, we're a country of 50 border states. It's not just the Mexican border. It's the Canadian border. We have 95,000 miles of coastline and international airports. Most terrorists came through the airports. And you have a Biden administration 
that has done incredible damage to dismantle the entire immigration system. And isn't it remarkable that immigration is under the Department of Homeland Security? Why in the world would you dismantle an agency that's considered an integral part of national security, which is exactly what's happened under you know, all administrations except for Trump? And maybe you didn't like Trump's style. I had issues with his communication skills. But I compare Trump to a doctor who knows how to cure you but has lousy bedside manner. How's that for an analogy? Yeah, Trump's like House, the old House program. Remember that? Uh-huh. People didn't like his bedside, bedside manner, but he, he cured them. And, and that's the issue. If you can't defend and secure your border against illegal entry, you can't protect your country or your citizens. That's correct. And the Mexican border wall was never designed to stop anyone from entering the United States. And no, you did not mishear what I just said. The border wall was not designed to stop a single entry into the United States. It did not block the ports of entry. The purpose for the border wall was to guide all commerce and all people coming into the country through a port of entry so they could be vetted to make sure we weren't letting in criminals or terrorists or aliens with dangerous diseases or aliens who would take jobs that Americans should be having and to make sure that we weren't having drugs and weapons pour into our country. Who could be against an orderly system on uh, where our ports of entry are concerned? Compare the uh, border wall to the cattle runs at the airport that we go through to get to TSA. So if we're going to make that analogy, who would get on an airplane willingly if they saw people sneaking past TSA and then get on board their plane with backpacks? I sure as heck wouldn't. Yep. So what we're now being told is that you're a bigot, a racist, a hater, if you're unwilling to live among millions of people who evaded a vetting process designed to protect us, that's exactly the nonsense we've been told. And, and it's both parties. They want to legalize the immigrant. We have comprehensive reform. Biden talks about 11 million. I want everyone to hear this and think about it. And please discuss this with everyone you can. Be part of my bucket brigade of truth. First of all, it's not 11 million. Reagan promised a million would get amnesty from his program. We wound up with almost 4 million. I'm willing to bet the number would be closer to 30 million, maybe more. What does that mean? No interviews, no field investigations. Put that in perspective. 19 hijackers killed more people on 9-11 than we lost to the entire Japanese fleet at Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. But that's still not the number. Because the dirty secret that no one wants to talk about in the mainstream media, including some so-called conservative programs, is that all of those millions would immediately have an absolute right to bring in all their children. So if on average, each one has just four children, and it could be 10 kids, they could lie about who their kids are, okay? Yep. But let's be optimistic and say 25 million aliens get lawful status with no interviews. They bring in four children each. How many people are we looking at? Yeah, you all, you're looking at 100 million. million? <laughs> you're looking at a lot of people. How would that impact? And when people say, well, there aren't 100 million people in Latin America that would come here, they're right. But we're talking about people coming across that border from all over the world, including countries that sponsor terrorism, including China, including Africa, okay? So we are talking about a human tsunami. And I come back to the question I began with. How is this in the best interests of Americans? We're told that we have to protect the environment. I agree. So what impact would 100 million new immigrants have on our schools? These are young people, right? They all have to be educated. The Congressional Budget Office did a study about 15 years ago, and they said it costs 15 to 20, I'm sorry, 20 to 40 percent more 
to educate kids who can't speak, read, or write English. So we're about to import $100 million if Biden gets his way. They all need more than a pillow to sleep on. They need food, water, electricity, medical care, transportation. It would totally crush infrastructure, our environment. Inflation, if you think it's bad now, would go through the roof with all those additional mouths to feed and clothe. Where is the good news for Americans? All right. I want you to hold your thought right there. Where is the good news for America? Michael Cutler is my guest here on the Dave Ellswick Show. we got to get a break in 18 minutes after 6. Are you concerned about uh, out-of-control government spending, soaring inflation, political unrest, and a rapid decline in the U.S. dollar? Well, a lot of people are. I know I am. I lived through the 70s. This is why millions of Americans are investing in silver and gold to protect their nest eggs. Don't let 1970s-style inflation uh, destroy your retirement, or as we talked with Congressman Hill, stagflation as well. We don't want to go back to that. I'm just telling you, it will destroy everything you've built to be able to retire. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, IRA, 401k, and hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. We work with one of the only regulated and licensed uh, national wholesalers in the country. It's who David Lucas Financial uses. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501 222 3315. Again, 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, back with you. Our special guest for this hour is Michael Cutler with uh, Front Page Magazine. Again, frontpagemag.com is the website. You can read all of Michael's articles there all of his new stuff, the archives. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, once you start, you're going to find it hard to stop because you start reading his stuff and you go, what? Yeah, that's that's typically what happens. All right, Michael, let's get back. Uh, Let's just pick up where you're at and I'll let you go. Okay. So I understand what is really happening now that we understand that we've got a serious problem with immigration. And people say, well, the immigration system is broken. Well, if you believe it's broken, why would you take a broken immigration system and use it to adjudicate tens of millions of applications uh-huh. for illegal aliens who have no right to be here? If it's that broken, you know, I did a little single engine flying as a kid. You know, my heroes growing up weren't baseball players. They were the astronauts. I got to meet some of them. Before you take off in an airplane, you pre-flight the airplane. You want to find out when you're on the ground that you've got a problem, not when you're at 15,000 feet. <laughs> so the obvious question is, we're told the system is broken. They don't want to fix the system, either party. What they want to do, though, is use it for comprehensive immigration reform. You say, well, why would they do that? This violates the findings and recommendations of the 9-11 Commission. In fact, the, the, the great former senator... Uh, Jeff Sessions quoted me from the floor of the Senate back around 2006 when they were pushing comprehensive reform. And we know that Biden's pushing it again because I'd written an op-ed for The Washington Times. And I said, we need to give this legislative garbage a new and more honest and descriptive name. I suggested that we call it the Terrorist Assistance and Facilitation Act. 
the idea that we're going to give millions of people lawful status without the capacity to know who they are. And when people say, well, if they've been living here for all these years, my question is, how do you know? When someone runs the border, there's no record of entry so that we know who they are or when they got here. How hard would it be to come here, let's say today, and next week file a petition and claim you've been here for the past 13 years? No interviews, no field investigations. All the adjudicator can look at is the information in the application. I know I did that job for a year. If you can't order up an investigation, you have to presume whatever is in the application is accurate. What you also need to know, and this is the problem with Mayorkas, the guy that is now the head of DHS, the Department of Homeland Surrender, as I've come to call it, Mayorkas was the head of Citizenship and Immigration Services for Mr. Obama. And I wrote about him also at Front Page Magazine. By the way, my own website is michaelcutler.net. And I wrote about Mayorkas, and I said, you know, this is the guy that when he was the head of Citizenship, ordered his employees to approve virtually every application for every visa. And the, they got so upset at, at DHS that the employees contacted the Office of Inspector General, OIG is Internal Affairs. They found serious wrongdoing and talked about how he had politicized the job, helped Terry McAuliffe, yes, that Terry McAuliffe, get visas pumped through the system rapidly, including the types of visas that had traditionally been used by terrorists and spies, the EB-5 Treaty Trader, uh, Treaty Investor Visa. So with that background, the Republicans, to their credit, when the confirmation hearings came for Mayorkas, they said, we can't approve this guy. Look what he did when he was the head of Citizenship and Immigration Services. And the Democrats said, never mind that, he's approved. Yeah. By the way, the guy that's now about to become the head of Customs and Border Protection is an Arizona sheriff who, when asked by the Border Patrol to help them look for a fugitive, said, I will never help the Border Patrol. Now he's likely to be running the Border Patrol that he wanted nothing to do with. Think about what's, what is happening with these elements of what should be national security. By the way, to be fair, DHS was created in a way that violated the Homeland Security Act by George W. Bush. They were never supposed to split ICE from the border, Customs and Border Protection. They were never supposed to include other agencies. It was supposed to be a standalone agency with greater emphasis on interior enforcement, which is really the key to all of this. And what Bush did was to create an agency that was dysfunctional from the outset. It's both parties that want what we have right now, and it's hurting America and Americans profoundly, undermining public safety, national security, public health, and the jobs and wages of Americans. You know, the, run for America. the thing that drives me crazy, Michael, is that yeah. Americans are compassionate people. We understand that why a lot of these people are trying to come to our country, but we also understand that mixed into the, the people who are trying to come for a legitimate reason are people that want to come here and cause harm. And it just makes well, sense right. that you, you want, you know, you lock your doors at night from your house because there's people outside your house that might want to steal everything you got inside your house. And even if we're talking about people that are looking for a better life, we can't bring the world's poor to America. There's That's over correct. 7 billion, billion people on this planet. There's millions of people who have no electricity. They have no guarantee of... How many poor people can we bring to our homes and have them move in with us? You know, this is like a lifeboat. If you overload a lifeboat, it capsizes. America should be thought of as a lifeboat. When we have a party, 
we have a list of how many people we want to invite, and we always wind up taking some names off the list, not because we dislike them. They could be friends or family, but we recognize we have limitations, a limited budget, uh, the, di- the dining room table is so big with so many seats and so forth. This isn't about hatred. It's about protecting America and Americans. But now you come to this administration that sees in immigration a delivery system. It delivers an unlimited supply of cheap, exploitable labor. And it's not just the illegals. It's the high-tech visas displacing American high-tech workers. It's foreign tourists, foreign students, and for the immigration lawyers on both sides of the aisle, an unlimited supply of clientele. So this is what motivates what's happening. And now we get to this disaster on the border. And we also have no interior enforcement because ICE has been told, do not go after people who hire illegal aliens. All right. Do not arrest illegal aliens. Okay. We we got, I got to hold you right there because we got news okay. coming up. And then when we come okay. back, we'll continue. You're getting a really good lesson with Michael. He's really good at this. And we'll get back to him after this break. We'll be back to... Uh, Michael Cutler, in just a moment, I want to remind you about PI Roofing. If you have a problem with your roof, you give them a call, you know, 707-3551, or go to piroofing.com, and they will dispatch somebody out to your home at the time of your choosing and, uh, you know, find out if there's a problem. And you need to know that because let me tell you what, keeping water out of your home is you know, hugely important. Have you ever had a leak behind a wall and uh, it soaked through the uh, the drywall and then suddenly you found out you had to replace the drywall and maybe a couple of two-by-fours or something like that, not to mention that you got to fix the leak. Same thing happens with, the, with your roof. If the water gets through the shingles and then through the felt and then through the you know, the plywood and then into your house and through the um, insulation and then onto your drywall and then sits on your drywall and starts destroying it. Hey, I'm just telling you, uh, it can add up being a very expensive problem and process to repair that. Let PI Roofing make sure you don't have those problems or if you do, get them fixed as fast as possible. Just go on the internet, go to piroofing.com, talk to them, get them set up, and have the professionals at PI Roofing come to your home. I'll tell you this, I've owned my home now 18 years. I've lived out in the Cabot area that long now. Yeah, it's been a long time. And the only people who have worked on my roof is PI Roofing because they're the best. Piroofing.com. All right, back to Michael. And, and Michael, we look. The Democrats know the problems. The Republicans know the problems. Yep. Why does no one really want to get serious? Because I don't think it would take, you know, uh, rocket scientists to fix this problem. Well, here's, here's the issue. As I said, the immigration system has become a delivery system. Okay, and the the biggest issue that gets ignored is interior enforcement because any alien who's determined to get into the country will get in you know i I like to ask members of congress when i would sit down with them i said well how many times does an illegal alien have to run the border before they succeed and the answer is one more than the number of times they get stopped think about it yeah whether it's 10 times whether it's five times if they're determined they're going to get here and once they get here we do nothing about it we only have about six thousand immigration agents for the whole country 
New York City has 36,000 police officers just for the city of New York. And most of the ICE agents, because of the way that Bush put DHS together, aren't even doing immigration work. They're doing money laundering. They're doing intellectual property theft. They're doing kiddie porn. They're doing um, tax evasion. They're doing all kinds of crazy things in addition to other agencies because they don't want the agents doing the job because the agents are supposed to not only go after illegal aliens, but crooked employers and crooked lawyers. I've been involved in a number of cases where we arrested lawyers for facilitating immigration fraud. So if you have enough agents from within the interior, then it will work. So while the Biden administration wants to hire, if you saw the latest headline, it's, it's insane, tens of thousands of internal revenue agents, tens of thousands of internal revenue agents, they don't want any immigration law enforcement whatsoever. I was on Neil Cavuto years ago, and Neil said, Mike, when will you be happy that we're finally dealing with immigration the way that we're supposed to? And I thought about it, and I said, Neil, I'll be happy when an alien who gets correspondence from DHS responds the same way that you or I would respond if we got correspondence from the IRS. How's that for an analogy? That's good. So we, I think it works. But they don't, because now it's a giveaway. If you're here illegally, we want to give you free education and free health. Why? You violated the law. That's like saying if someone breaks into your house, you're now compelled to fix up the guest room and ask them what they would like to have for dinner. And by the way, why don't you bring your wife and your eight kids to move in also? That's insanity, and that's what we're doing. We already admit more than a million lawful immigrants every year. They're immediately placed on the path to citizenship. We admit tens of millions of temporary visitors every year. But that's not enough for Biden. And, and you know, it's interesting because the 9-11 Commission staff report on terrorist travel begins with this paragraph. This is the preface to the report. It is perhaps obvious to state that terrorists cannot plan and carry out attacks in the United States until they're unable to enter the country. Yet prior to September 11, while there were efforts to enhance border security, no agency of the U.S. government thought of border security as a tool in the counterterrorism arsenal. Indeed, even after 19 hijackers demonstrated the relative ease of obtaining a U.S. visa and gaining admission into the United States, border security still is not considered a cornerstone of national security policy. We believe for reasons that we discussed in the following pages, it must be made one. Who could not have understood that this was a requirement? And we've had hearing after hearing about how Hezbollah, the Middle East terror organization run and financed by Iran, is operating throughout Latin America. Throughout Latin America, working with human traffickers and drug smugglers to flood narcotics into America to raise money for Iranian terrorist operations around the world and to move sleeper agents into the United States. And this is happening every single day. And it's been going on for well over 20 years. What in the world are we doing? And now you've got DHS saying we're going to focus on parents who are concerned about the way their children are being educated. You know, anybody who knows anything about the forests and wilderness are told, if you see a cub, stay away because mama bear or papa bear might not be far away. And if that, if that big animal gets the sense that you're about to hurt their baby, they're going to come for you. Well, that's exactly what DHS is doing. They're coming for our children and saying that if you interfere with the way we will indoctrinate and train your kids, we're going to declare you possibly to be a domestic terrorist. Mm -hmm. Now, what I found particularly disturbing, after all I've said about immigration, terrorism, visa fraud, all these issues, when we were approaching the 20th anniversary of the attacks of 9-11, DHS issued a, a warning, a memo about concerns about terrorism. 
not a single word about foreign terrorists, not a single word about securing the border, not a single word about immigration fraud. They did say that ISIS and al-Qaeda and other radical Islamist terrorist groups might post stuff on the Internet that would motivate Americans here in the United States to launch attacks within our borders to keep an eye on those Americans who are checking out the Internet. But they were also concerned about Americans who might have a problem with vaccines and masks and critical race theory. And I said, wait a minute, how can DHS focus all of its attention inward and ignore the threats we face from foreign countries, China, Russia, Iran, terrorist groups, drug cartels, not a word in that bulletin. And now they've gone further, saying that if you stand up at a school board meeting and you dare raise your voice or you say something that's interpreted as a threat, I mean, I don't know. Does that mean if you stand up at a meeting and say to a member of the school board, if you don't represent my best interest and the interest of my children, I'm going to vote you out? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it means, Michael. It's exactly what it means. And then you could expect a visit from the FBI. And it's remarkable because Garland, the attorney general's son-in-law, is making a fortune by creating the curriculum and materials for critical race theory. We need critical empathy theory. Life is a tough proposition for everybody, irrespective of their race, religion, or ethnicity, what I call superficial factors. Um, I lost members of my family to cancer, my parents when I was in college, my first wife tragically. I'm a cancer survivor. And when you're sitting in the waiting room, you see everybody from everywhere. It's the great equalizer. Illness doesn't know a race or a religion. We need to be there helping each other out. But that's not what this is about. This is about a divide-and-conquer strategy. And what concerns me, I'm Jewish. My family was decimated in the Holocaust. My grandmother, my mother's mother, could not escape from Poland. She died. I was named for her. And what did Hitler do? He vilified Jews and other groups and told other Germans, your life would be so much better if there were no Jews in Germany. And what happened? The catastrophe known as the Holocaust. For our government to pit one American against another American and base it on race is dangerous, it's infuriating, and it's un-American. What do you think of that statement? Well, I think you're exactly right. I've been saying it all along about uh, CRT. We've been talking about it quite extensively here on my show. Uh, I I keep pushing it, and I I just— I just want uh, our uh, our legislators here in the state of uh, Arkansas to get serious and say it can't be taught in Arkansas schools. I, I agree with you. And by the way, the real solution, if you want social justice, is to make sure that every child living in poverty or not gets a good education, lives in a wholesome, safe environment, gets the best education possible to live out their view of the American dream. We don't all have the same vision of what constitutes success. What I might like to do from, with my life isn't necessarily what you would want to do with yours. That's the beauty of freedom and freedom of choice. But we should be equipping our children to be successful. Instead, today, the corporations and our government don't see American children as the future of America, but they see them as consumers to be manipulated, and they're looking to bring in an army of foreign workers because there's always room for more, slave, more oarsmen on a slave ship. This isn't in America's best interest. It's not in the best interest of our country. 
And this is a betrayal from both parties because they're looking to be bribed, which is really what campaign contributions are. I wasn't allowed to take a cup of coffee when I was on duty. And here you have how much money flowing into political campaigns? Uh, You're naive if you don't think that that money has a huge impact on how these folks vote, which is another reason why I think that both parties were upset with Trump because he didn't need their money. If he doesn't take the money, they can't control him. Imagine a president who acts of his own volition without consideration as to where the money is going to come from. Uh, We really need to stand up to the politicians. We need to have conversations with our neighbors that are based on fact, not fiction, not the lies, not the propaganda. You know, Voltaire very wisely said, the French philosopher, that you judge a person's intelligence by the questions they ask. He also said that those who can make you believe absurdities can make you uh, commit atrocities. And so you've got the Biden administration flooding America with children in the dead of night. Mexico, by the way, a Mexican paper wrote an article about that, talking about how there are tens of thousands of Mexican kids younger than 13 who are being drawn into the cartels first as people that um, work packaging the drugs and selling the drugs. And by the time they're 15, many of these kids are graduating to become hitmen. Yep. So the way we look at children is not the way the rest of the world looks at children. And I started investigating MS-13 here in New York back in the early 90s when it was a tiny problem. Obama's unaccompanied minor program flooded our country with thousands of members of MS-13 and other transnational gangs. It's not just about Latinos. I've arrested people from all over the world, every race, every religion, because human nature is human nature. And every culture, every religion, every race has the good, the bad, and the ugly. I got an award from the government of Japan. I work closely with the Israelis, the Brits, the Canadians. These aren't Latinos. This isn't about race. That's the lie being told by the open borders crowd that don't care about America or Americans. They just care about flooding money into their bank accounts because it's profitable for them and destroying our country at the same time. All right. Michael Cutler is our guest. we got to get our final break in, Michael, and we'll come back. Remember, you can follow Michael's articles by going to frontpagemag.com or going to his uh, particular uh, website, michaelcutler.net. Those are your two areas, and I highly recommend you read what Michael is writing. He'll tell you a lot of stuff you, you don't know. It was... You know, I'll tell you a story, Michael, that a lot of people haven't heard. They killed this story as quickly as it, it appeared. Did you hear the story about the Afghanis that were being brought out of Afghanistan because the way that they did it was so, you know, discombobulated that we yep. didn't do enough, you know, vetting of, of people? There were five of them that were looking to take over one of the big C-17s that was ferreting the— uh, the people from Afghanistan. That story got killed faster than you could say it. Well, and and the disaster in Afghanistan was created by Biden. And and he said, well, you know, we had to get the people out. Yeah, but the sequence was the deal. When you go to the pistol range, it's not shoot, ready, aim, okay? It's ready, aim, shoot. All right, let's talk about it when we come back. I got to get in and get this last break in. Don't forget about Hillcrest Jewelry. It's not that far. I know you don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. It's not that far from Christmas. And with all of the problems with the supply chains that we're hearing about, 
Uh, you need to get in line with uh, with uh, Eric over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry to get your your designer jewelry made. It doesn't happen overnight, and uh, he's got the you know the computer that designs jewelry, makes molds of it. You can get everything to look exactly like you want to for that special someone. You can get you know the stones that you want, whether you want colored stones, you want diamonds, you just want natural stone. All of that can be taken care of by Eric. You need to stop by and visit with him. Uh, it's easy enough to uh, to visit. All you got to do is go over to uh, his location at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, Suite E, here in Little Rock. He's open uh, typically every day, uh, Monday through uh, Saturday. He starts at 10 a.m., goes to 6 p.m., except on Saturday till 4. He is closed on Sunday, or call him 501-246-3655. All right, let's finish up our conversation this day with Michael Cutler. And again, remember, front page mag, frontpagemag.com or michaelcutler.net to write, read not only his articles he's writing now, but the articles that he has written, and they're all archived. And in a lot of this stuff, Michael's been warning people for years about, and now we're starting to see it in its uh, totality and uh, happening right in front of our eyes. So back to Michael. Michael, what sure. what what do people need to do about this? I mean, they're actually being they're being frozen out by their federal government. They're taking away their they're trying trying to take away their First Amendment rights. Uh, they're trying to intimidate. I mean, they talk about uh, us intimidating a school board member. Well, you know, when we hear that the FBI may be at our school board meetings listening to what we say, that's a little bit intimidating from the government side. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, absolutely. In fact, the last sentence uh, of that article that I just wrote, uh, well, here's the last paragraph just to give you an idea. Our adversaries are emboldened and encouraged. Our allies are gravely concerned. Biden's approval ratings are sinking almost as fast as our ability to defend our own nation and our fellow Americans, even as Americans may be interviewed by the FBI and asked, do you now or have you ever in the past belonged to the Parents Association? Could you imagine that? Yeah. I'm just, I'm fact, just saying, it's crazy. Of the Parents Association of my, of my kid's school. Uh, I, I wonder if that would have not uh, enabled me to have the top secret clearance that I had when I was an agent. This is nuts. Parents need to take care of their children. That's how you create a bright future for your children. It's parents who aren't engaged with their kids, who aren't taking parenting seriously, that are creating the problems for the children. And here you have our own government wanting parents to not get involved. Do not get involved with your child's education. Terry McAuliffe, incredibly incredibly, said that parents should have no voice in deciding what their children are taught. Have you ever heard anything crazier? Well, he's a Democrat. It, what can I say? Well, but but look, the point of the matter <laughs> is the politicians today, for the most part, there are various, various differences, but for the most part, they're all Republicans. Okay? Think about it. It's a common agenda. Globalism. Donald Trump issued one word, and when he stood at the U.N. and used the S word, everybody went nuts. What's the S word? Sovereignty. Sovereignty. 
By the way, I also host an internet radio show on Friday nights at 7 uh, p.m. East Coast time. I'll put in a shameless plug. It's the Michael Cutler Hour blog talk radio. I also write for U.S. Incorporated, usinc.org. It's about getting the message out that if we sit down with our neighbors and stay away from the personalities, just talk about the issues. Why in the world should politicians be seeking to flood workers into America to take Americans' jobs, drive down wages, and then they send a big chunk of their paychecks back to their families at home, which increases our national debt? Our government should be encouraging children to get a great education. But Alan Greenspan, when he testified for Chuck Schumer back, about, I don't know, 2009, said that the solution to wage inequality is to make American high-tech workers compete with foreign workers the way Bill Gates wants. And if we made them compete with foreign workers, we could cut their wage premium, greatly reducing wage inequality between Americans with skills and those with lesser skills. In other words, kill the middle class. He had the chutzpah, as we say in Brooklyn, the temerity to refer to American high-tech workers as the privileged elite and said they're making too much damn money. Have you ever heard anything more outrageous, but the media wouldn't cover it? Yeah, I've I've heard more outrageous stuff in the last five years than I've ever heard, Michael. This country is changing at its very core now. It is, and it's by design. These are failures by design, and the lies keep coming. Why is it that even on conservative television shows, if you want a secure border, you're called anti-immigrant? And if you want immigration, anarchy, and chaos, you're called pro-immigrant. And by the way, the most likely victims of transnational criminals, again, from all over the world, are the members of the ethnic immigrant community. I don't care if it's Chinatown or the Mexican community or, or the European communities, because criminals come from everywhere. And they live within the communities that most resemble who they are. This is convenient, and they understand the situation, and they have friends back home. Transnational gangs have a footprint in America and in their home country. So if you mess with them here, they can threaten your family back home, whether it's the Russian mob or Asian organized crime. We saw it as agents. We arrested these thugs. All right, Michael. And they wrecked havoc in those neighborhoods. We're out of time. I got to have you on again. That's one thing about having Michael Cutler on once. You got to have him on twice, three, four, five times. You got all kinds of stuff for us, Michael. Thank you so much. Don't forget frontpagemag.com, uh, michaelcutler.net. Give me that uh, site for people to hear your uh, radio show. It's the Michael Cutler Hour on Blog Talk Radio. And remember, democracy is not a spectator sport. I'm happy to join you whenever you're free. All right, Michael. Thank you much. We'll take well, a break. And we've got the guys from. Uh, Uh, The car, bumper to bumper, they're going to talk to us about your automobile. Let's get into the uh, final hour for the morning show today, the Dave Ellswick Show, here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. And Joe and Duck are here. They're going to take your car questions. And people ask me, why do you do uh, cars, Dave? Well, a car today 
is like having a horse out in the wild west try not to have a car and have a job or go shopping or go to church i mean you got to have a car you got to have a way to get to where you're going and to get back from where you're going and so it it behooves you to know how to take care of that car and uh you know how to, you know what it takes to fix them and things of that nature and what's happening in the car industry and how that's going to affect you we've been talking about all of that for years now here on the dave ellswick show and the phone lines are open to you if you need to ask a question about your particular vehicle 8230965 that's the number to call if you got a question for uh for Joe or for Duck. And between the two of them, they got years and years of experience. And I bet you there's not a question you can ask them that they have not run into. Probably not. In their in, in their day-to-day travails with the with cars, you know. Day-to-day operation. Day. Yeah, the only the only thing differently between taking care of horses and taking care of cars, you typically don't have to muck out your garage. Yeah, you don't got it. Well, you got to feed it. You just got to feed it with gasoline. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about that. So let's get to, let's get to the show. It's brought to you by Bumper to Bumper. They're the good folks uh, that have all the parts. And by the way, they are struggling like everybody else to get parts because the supply chains, that's not a fake story. That's a real story. Now, what we'll do about it, that's the real story that nobody is dealing with because it just seems like to me if you're having the problems that we're having right now you need to figure out a different way of doing what you're doing so that you don't get into this problem again i just heard a story yesterday (laughs) with uh congressman hill did you hear the big company in taiwan in arizona is going to build a chip manufacturing plant cotton plant cottonwood arizona no is that where it's going to be at that's okay that's the latest i've heard on it's going to be huge too uh 14 acres i think they yeah said. it's going to be big and here's the key that's the kind of stuff we're going to have to do in this country we got to get where we're not dependent on overseas that's what we got to do got to get our medicine back to the united states too. well they're working on that the safe act is what's taking care of that and Guess who was the sponsor of that? That's Congressman Hill. He cool. understood it. He's trying to get it done. And it's going to come up here shortly. He's not sure he can get it through while the Democrats are in control. But he'll have it there ready to go when we win back the House. Yes. That will happen. So let's discuss this. You know, death module for diesel trucks. There's none. Yeah, in the we've United been States. talking about this a lot because so, there aren't any. There is none. March, me and Joe was talking about it standing out in the hall. Uh, Cummins told me the other day it's March the 3rd is approximate shift date. So, you know, Dave, us independents, me and Joe was talking, we're not going to get none of them. It'll be April before we can get any because they're going to all go to the dealers. Right. So about two, three months ago, Cummins come up with a TSB. If you bring it to Cummins, they will delete the gauge on the dash out. That's the only thing they're, they're allowed to do. Finally got EF. Uh, the epa to say okay it's fine go ahead oh they they finally gave approval now. you can go take your vehicle to cummins or to a local dealer and this is the kicker 
good for 120 days. <laughs> hey, look, it's it's longer than that to get a new unit. 12 to 18 weeks is what I've been told. So it's it's 120 days it's good for, but the problem it's going to be, Dave, is your ga- gauge on your dash that tells you you got a half a tank of death fluid is not going to work. It's going to be empty all the time. And you just got to remember, hey, I got to put death fluid in this thing. I've, I've put 40 gallons of diesel fuel in it. I need to put two gallons of death fluid in it. So you're telling me you need to get a dipstick. There ain't no way of dipsticking it. You just, <laughs> you're going to have to keep up with it on on your mileage. And, okay. And the problem is people's going to fail to put the death fluid in it, and then we're going to have exhaust problems, and that's going to be eight or $9,000 to fix it. But it's around $300 to get this took out. It's not for free. You're not going to go over and they're going to take care of it for free. Of course not. And then in 120 days, you're going to go back and pay them $300 again. Then in another 120 days, you're going to go back and pay them $300 again. Yeah, well, which is better, $300 every 120 days or... or truck sitting in the yard not making no money. Or $20,000 when it screws your whole engine up. Uh, yeah. that um, We'll just say, for instance, the Kenworth and the Peterbilt, the pack car box, my cost, and this has been... A couple, three or four months ago, it was $14,832. Not cheap. That's my cost. Plus, it takes about eight hours to put it on program it. Yeah, and then you get it done, and then how long before it goes bad again? If you run it out of death, it goes bad pretty quick. <laughs> just and, they will, and they will not warrant it. There you go. Unbelievable. All right, so something to, at least we, at least we have been saying do. EPA says no. Yes. Now they're, at least they're going to say 120 days, and maybe they'll expand, expand that if enough of you will contact your uh, uh, congressmen and senators. This is a kicker, Dave. They've set it in a computer in 120 days. It shuts the truck back down. <laughs> yeah, so you can't beat this. You can't beat their. You can't their, just keep driving it. They're saying, okay, well. Anyway, it's a it's a baby it's a better, step, but it's a, it's a step forward. Yeah, instead of your truck sitting on the side of the road or sitting parked behind your, your you know your your house or whatever, you'll be out working. Yes, and a and a and a good truck diver can make more than three hundred dollars typically oh, yeah. in a day. <laughs> sure, you know. So, but it is out there, and if you want the TSB, I'll if you'll call me at the shop or call Russell or Blake, they'll tell you what the tsb number is now can you do this nope has to be done by a certified cummins only okay so cummins is the only person that must have been their their uh, um, deal with uh, the epa i don't know but we'll do it but only we can do it nobody else can send them all to us well but, if they're going to do that they wanted a revenue stream out of it that's all that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah they want the money I, I, I don't blame them they're the ones that figured it out they should reap the reward no problem with that all you gotta do is go in there and go click off <laughs> and it takes it out of the system yeah but you got to have the right equipment to go click off i have equipment but i can't get into that part ah okay so you need more they they got it locked on me they won't that see part, they and won't so they're charging 300 now if, if duck could do it maybe he say 275 no probably hundred dollars yeah that's what I'm, I'm just saying that's that's the key here then competition sets in. Yes. That's good stuff. That's that's why capitalism is so good. 
but, but you know uh, yeah if you do have one peterbilt kenworth international they all got cummins in them you can go to cummins and you can go to international peterbilt or, or kenworth and they can do it too because they're authorized cummins dealers but mm-hmm. you know it's the bottom line when the government gets involved they pick winners and losers yes that's right and you know who's the real loser the consumer that's who the real loser is at that point. They ought to have to do it for free of charge because it's their system. The federal government made them buy it. The federal government made them put it on trucks. So can't get no parts for it. The federal government will have to put the bill. Ooh, now we're talking. Remember that old saying? I'm from the federal government and I'm here to help. Yeah. Where they show up and they break your legs and then show up and say, hey, I got crutches. And they wouldn't be there if it wasn't a crisis that they hadn't created. Yeah. Exactly. Most of the time. If there's one thing that I learned from Harry Brown, the libertarian, that was one of my favorite things that he used to say. The government breaks your legs and then shows up a few weeks later and says, hey, I got these great pr- crutches here to help you out. You yeah. know, all, all I want is fifty nine ninety five for That's right. A piece. That's right. We'll take care of it. All right, let's take our first break here. Eight two three oh nine six five is our phone number. You got a question about your car? You know, instead of us reading questions that are sent to us over months ago as well, because we never get to all of them, uh why don't you call us and tell us what's going on with your car right now? In fact, we'll spend a little bit of time today. I'm a, I'll talk about getting ready for the winter time. We can do that. And what you need to do. We do this all the time. And for the next couple of weeks, we'll remind you about this. 16 minutes after 7, Bumper to Bumper is the company that helps make this show possible. And with that thought, why do you use Bumper to Bumper? Why are you a Bumper to Bumper certified service center? Let's start off with you, Joe, and then, then Duck, you can jump in. Well, it's because of the part supply. You know, they have a huge warehouse here it's a distribution center and they've got like six or eight of them now i guess all across the midwest and down south in florida and up in kentucky and all over but uh the quality of the parts they sell their service is great their price is great so we get to pass that along to the customers we have a two-year twenty-four thousand mile warranty parts and labor and uh you know to be part of a bumper to bumper certified service center there's a there's a there's a, got a lot to do with running a shop that's honest and doing the right thing not 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 taking advantage of folks and selling stuff they don't need so that's the big deal right there there always used to be stories in the local news about how mechanics would take advantage of people they squirt oil up on on you know shocks and things of that nature and tell you you needed some yeah we haven't seen that many stories like that any longer now it's it's got to the point you can't do that no more it's, you gotta you know, be a reputable dealer i mean it costs yeah. so much to, or a, a or service center because it costs so much to be a service center yeah and, and not uh, cheap now you have to pay monthly fee to be a member yeah and and another thing too dave you know we strive to to get our customers the best deal that they can get you know strive to make sure we do the very best job that we can do and don't get me wrong, Dave. If human hands touch it, it's subject to messing up at any moment, ain't it, Joe? Absolutely. You know, just you know, and we do the very best we can do to make sure that it don't have problems. But sometimes part failures is part failure. You know, that sometimes the 
makers of the automobiles know about it. Ask these guys about the air conditioning systems on some of the automobiles that we talk about. Yeah, but, you know, uh, to be a bumper-to-bumper certified service center, our, our our code of ethics is really important. And, you know, uh, we test, not guess. We don't work on cars and trucks. We fix cars and trucks. Exactly. And we don't sell parts that people don't need. We spend a lot of time testing to make sure that what we're going to do is going to fix the vehicle and not spend money guessing at it by throwing hanging parts on it to say which one fixes it. We actually test them, Dave. And a lot of things, too, Joe, we got test parts that we use that you know we've bought over the years strictly for testing because a lot of times it'll tell you to put a good known part on and drive it and it uh, you know the 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 flow chart will say install a known good part and retest they're not and and that's just uh, that's just the nature of our business but you know we have to we have to do the right thing and we're going to do the right thing and that's why we uh strive to be a bumper to bumper certified service center and i keep that in mind when you go to see you know, bumper-to-bumper certified service centers, you can find them. Just Google them on the Internet, and it will tell you everyone that is here in the local area. Get the one that's nearest you, because if they're a, cert- a certified service center, they all have the same set of uh, ethics that they follow for their particular uh, place of business. 720, more coming your way, 823 Eight two three zero nine six five. That's the number to call to call and talk to Joe or Duck here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Joe and Duck are here. Eight two three zero nine six five. They're taking on your questions right now at one zero one one FM. The answer on the Dave Ellswick Show, guys. Uh, it, you know, we we repeat this same information year in year out about whenever you're getting ready for the summer and then whenever you're getting ready for the winter. Uh, and people have heard it a lot, but it makes sense to repeat it for everybody because it might slip your mind and you winter. don't want it to slip your mind. And winter's coming. It is. Yeah, it is. Just like in, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. Uh, winter is coming. So, <laughs> you know, you want to keep that in mind. And, and, and some of the biggest things you need to do, just replace your wiper blades. Convert your windshield washer fluid over to the, you know, to the zero instead of the, the thirty-two. Uh, check your antifreeze. Make sure you're good around here in Arkansas. If you're twenty-five below, you're great, ain't you, Joe? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, November, December. If any car comes into my shop, we check antifreeze, freeze yep. point on it. And we, and we and report, and if they want us, us to service it, we will. If not, then they're on their own, but we put a note on the ticket. Yes. You know, we try and help folks rem- remember because it's not something they traditionally remember anymore. A lot of antifreezes today are, they're not like a four or five year cycle them out and replenish them and all that. They're, no, and they're specific. They're a lifetime, they're a lifetime yeah. antifreeze. You know, and they're specific that's to correct per vehicle automobiles. Yes, and yeah. uh, so you have to put the right antifreeze in there, and and you know, and doing a flush on it depending on what year it is and what kind of vehicle it is. There's there's guidelines for that, but you know, um, the winter time, what you want to look at, you want to look at the tires, you want to look at the brakes, you want to look at the wiper blades, like Duck said, you want to check the freeze point, like Duck said on the antifreeze, and and wiper blades. And, you have to understand that your car is going to get out. You're going to go out there in the morning and start it, and it'll be 15 degrees. That's tough on an engine, isn't it, Doug? It is, because it's pulling that cold air. Or you go out and start it and go jump on the interstate, 
you may be two or three degrees below zero, but just take in consideration it's 30 degrees outside and you're running down the interstate at 70 mile an hour. Or if you're Duck or me, 85. Well, the freeze point, uh, <laughs> the chill factor is what gets you. Your, your car may be good to like five above zero, but then it's 10 or 15 below, and that coolant isn't circulating yet because no. it's not warmed up. So what's in the radiator up there, it just gets slushy, and then when the thermostat opens and it gets ready to circulate, it can't. Poof, and it gets hot. Then you're on. You're one of them guys sitting on the side of the road when it's 15 degrees outside with the hood open. So where the hell is my car overheating? Yeah, know? steaming out the radiator. Yeah, and you can't run it and have heat inside That's your correct. car and yeah. stay warm. But if we do like Joe, you know, we on big trucks. I mark. I uh, have my guys with a black magic marker to mark mm-hmm. on the bottle. Hey, it's 40 below zero. Because I got some big trucks, I had to make them 50 below zero. Sure, because they that. run up north and. We mark on the bottle, and you know, and then we put it on the customer's ticket. Hey, it, we checked it today. It's forty below zero. You're fine. You know, that way the customer knows if he does add water to it or something other. Hey, you we're cutting this down to you know. You're diluting it. Yeah. So yeah, don't add water. Never. You I mean, add, if if 50, all else 50. has failed, it's all you got, then yeah, you got to yeah. go with what you got. Yeah, but yeah. still, if you're on the side of the road and you got your hat out there putting water in and out of the ditch. That's all right. That's what you got to yeah. do. Yeah, <laughs> and we have done it a few times. I have done you that. You bet you. Yeah, but not not with anything new. No, you know the newer cars don't do that, but the older cars, I remember doing that. Check your belts, your hoses. You know, when you go in to get a service, say, "Hey, look, can you check all my stuff for the winter?" And we'll check it. I mean, ninety yep. time, ninety nine percent of the time, we're going to check it anyway. But just for sure, the serpentine belts, because there's only one belt now, and it's running everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, but but one thing about these serpentine belts, Dave, they'll last a whole lot longer than they all, they, they recommend to, to replace the belts and hoses. Gates does a uh, hundred thousand miles or seven years, whichever yeah. occurs first. And, and you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I think the belts will run longer than that, but that's when they recommend it. So Yeah, and and a lot of these new cars has got uh, neoprene hoses on it, and they'll last you yes. know, a whole lot longer, too. But, yeah. but we just look at them and make sure. Give them a squeeze test and, yep. and make sure they ain't got no cracks in them. And, uh, you know, heat and cold fatigues this rubber, and rubber ages out, and it gets hard, and it gets dry-rotted with time, just like a tire. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, something to keep in mind. All right, we'll talk more about this uh, when we come back. Uh, Joe and Duck are here, 823-0965 if you got a question. And uh, I got a question about a 2014 Ford Escape as well. But right now, Bill O'Reilly is ready to go. Let's hear what uh, Bill has to say, and we'll play some spots, and then we'll be back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. 25 minutes till 8, East End Towing says... What do you do if your car breaks down and you're towing your boat? What do you do? Well, you might not know what to do, but East End Towing knows how to get your car and get that boat off the side of the road. I know you want to do that. A lot of people have got their boats back there. They're getting them home now. I know on Highway 5, I see a lot of boats coming back to the Cabot area and Ward and Austin from being up there in, in Heber. Then you got, uh, you know, you got your campers, and you got those. You know, you got to get those off the side of the road as well. If you don't, here's what will happen: you leave your boat on the side of the road, 
good possibility you come back and tires on your trailer are gone there's a car sitting right over here dave on 6 30 right before you get to the six i mean on the 4 30 right before you get 6 30 yeah sitting there on four blocks there you go car. that's what i'm saying you leave it over there overnight and you're not you're not gonna have the same car again yeah it's gonna be your car minus a whole lot of parts so you need somebody that knows how to get all of that to where it needs to go and when i say needs to go and where you want it to go i mean that's the question here you call east end towing they're going to take your car to like if it was me i'd be telling them to take it over to joe's now if i was way down south i was on my way to hot springs i tell them take it ducks and we can park it right out there by ducks and duck can get to it or joe can get to it the next day but you know you won't end up in an impound lot. And let me tell you what, you end up in an impound lot? Yeah, start fanning that, making it rain out of your uh, out of your wallet. About $50 a day. Yeah, it's expensive. It really, really is. So go with the people who know what to, what to do in every situation. That's East End Towing, 501-888-8849. That's your number, 501 888 8849 put it in your phone so you have it there when you need it all right we've got joe we've got duck here i told everybody i'd get back to a car question so let me do a car question here i also told him i talked about a ford escape because that's a car that's very popular uh, i bought a ford escape se from my private dealer the dealer told me i needed a new battery and he put one in And I was off on my way. Then the next day, I took it to a professional audio installation company where they installed my subs and my stereo. And it seemed fine until later that evening when I went to drive it. Me and my husband, and it just immediately stopped in the middle of driving. And it said that it wasn't in park and that I needed to put it in park. And it was all power was lost. This is a long one. So I pulled over to the side, put it in park, and turned it off. And then I tried to turn it back on, and it said it was out of gas. I thought, so I went and got gas. Still didn't turn over. It's all black, no lights. Tried to jump it. Still wouldn't jump, but the lights uh, came on again. And this time it said, start system fault. I couldn't get it to start, so I left it on the side of the road. Now I'm freaking out because I I got it, uh, a bank, uh, to help me with the loan, and I still have to make payments on this car. That yeah. That is – that's the problem when you owe money on a car and then it fails, and you got to – now you got to pay to get it fixed so you can go to work so you can make money to pay your car. <laughs> well, the problem with this vehicle starts with the – first line that she said okay i bought a ford escape from my private dealer and he told me all it needed was a new battery all right now i'm going to tell folks out there if you walk onto a car lot and the car won't start you don't need to buy it beware walk off just just because uh it's never ever going to work in in your favor if if they if they have it on the lot and they and they pre what you call a pre-DI, a, 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 a pre-delivery inspection on it, all that stuff should have been taken care of before the vehicle was sold. Yes. Don't ever buy one that's got a problem. 
uh, you know, if they fix that problem, that's fine. Go back later. And if the problem's corrected, then it's probably a good vehicle. But if it's not corrected then and you buy it, it becomes your problem. Yeah, that's right. So you bought a problem and you knew about it before you paid for it. I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for folks that bring me cars and say, well, I just bought this the other day. I want you to inspect it. I said, well, why didn't we get to inspect it before you paid for it? Yeah, why didn't you come and see me before? We're doing this backwards. And now I'm going to hurt your feelings because I'm going to tell you what all is wrong with it. Yeah, and, and, and if you'd brought it to begin with, we could have done the inspection and gave you a, a list of items that it needed, and you could have took it back to whoever you were get, purchasing it from, whether an individual or a dealer or whoever, and you have a bargaining chip. Are you going to – this going to cost this amount of money to fix this vehicle? You're going to knock that off the price of it? You got a bargaining chip and negotiating chip there, okay? So, and it's cost of used cars now. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to make that. sure whatever yeah. you're buying, absolutely, going to hopefully stay on the road. The other thing that's in this question that I thought was, they took this to a professional audio installation company. Could they have screwed something up? Absolutely. Yep. You know, there, there's a lot going on with this, and I see them occasionally, and I know Duck does. You go out and you put you a nice radio in this and you put this big boom box and these kickers in it and all of these amplifiers. And when you're driving that vehicle, if it's got a 120 amp, 125, 135 amp alternator on it, it's for that vehicle without all that stuff. And then you add that stuff, it's an extra load on the alternator. So basically, you could actually be using more voltage than what the alternator can charge. And what's going in the battery. And it'll, keep, and it'll run the battery down, driving it down the road with the boom box on. And we've, on occasion, we've gone in there and put higher amp alternators on there to offset that. Yep. But but in today's world, all the radios are on the data communication line, the anti-theft. If you steal a radio out of a 2014 Escape and you had two of them sitting right next to each other and you just took the radios out professionally... And swap sides with them, put them back in. Never Nine work either again. one of them going to play because they had to be programmed. Now they've removed the radio. How did they wire that radio back in? Is the steering wheel controls, the interface hooked up right? Or is there something drawing the battery down? Or is it in security lock right now and it won't crank because it thinks somebody's trying to steal, steal something it. off yep. of it? Right, Doug? Yeah, because it said she drove it just a little ways and it did this. Mm-hmm. So it's probably anti-theft mode and got it shut off and it turned everything off so the car would die and, and she's sitting there yeah she's gonna have to get it to one of us and do some ex- looking yeah and it won't be one of them to come by and let me scan it it'll be new no. it'll be a couple three hours trying to figure it out needs to be towed in off the side of the road immediately yeah because you may not have no tires and wheels when you get back to it <laughs> be a complete different car no windows if the doors are locked they'll break the wind out of they'll ransack it they'll go through it and that new radio and those amps that you put in there that aftermarket radio probably ain't there anymore <laughs> it's, I just think so. yeah. it's, it's in somebody else's vehicle now so now you can you can move a aftermarket radio from vehicle to vehicle without having to program it but you cannot do a factory radio no all right keep that all in mind words to the wise if you're going to buy a used car Always take it to a bumper-to-bumper certified service center and let them do an inspection to make sure everything's working correctly. If they're a customer of mine, and I know them, I've been working on their cars, if they've just been in one time for an oil change with their previous vehicle, and they bring it over and say, I'm thinking about buying this vehicle, I inspect it for free, Dave. I'll do the inspected, 
and I'll give them a list of things it needs. And if it's, if I don't find anything wrong, I'll say, that's a great car. I don't see anything wrong with it right now. But when we do these inspections, we inspect them on knowing the year, make, and model, the mileage that's on it. So we know how much and where to look because we repair cars every day and trucks every day. We know where to look for the problems on these certain years, make, and models, right? And they all got problems. Yes. It don't matter if it's Ford, Dodge, Chevrolet, Nissan, Toyota. There's typically a reason why somebody got rid of their car. Well, if, you, if you go to buy a car from somebody and they say, well, it's been setting up for two years, beware. Nobody ever parks a perfectly good operating automobile. There's something wrong with it. Exactly. It I was guarantee. parked for a reason. Not right, So keep that in mind. Just, uh, you know, good uh, words to the wise to, to live by. All right. We got about a quarter till eight. Let's go ahead and get our final break in here, and then we'll come back and get more questions in here. This next question I thought was pretty uh, good one. Uh, Robert has a 2008 Ford F-150 eight-cylinder 5.4 uh, liter, and starts asking about servos, wiring, harnesses, solenoids. Uh, can they be bad, and how do you tell? Well, we'll give you some some information about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. How do you save money on health insurance? Well, I'm going to tell you, the place to call is to call uh, Pat Davis. Uh, you've heard his ads here on uh, the show. They're very good because he has that one. The one that I like the best is where he talks about he goes grocery shopping with his wife, and they've got a couple of baskets full of food, and they've pushed the the food over to the side and they, they ring it all up but they, they tell them they'll chart they'll they'll send them a bill in about three weeks you know that's what that's what hospitals do you go in you get worked on you go home and then the bills start arriving and you start going whoa this is going to be expensive yeah it will be how do you avoid that pat davis can tell you 501 605 69 Three five or yourhealthplanman.com. He does it a totally different way. Get your hospital to send you a check after you've been in for surgery. You can get that done with Pat Davis. Save 30 to 50% on your insurance. You can do that with Pat Davis. Again, the number 501-605-6935. All right, back with you. Let's finish it up with uh, Joe and Duck. Brought to you by Bumper to Bumper here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, I thought this was a good question. Robert has a uh, 2008 Ford F-150. It's a, and what is it, eight-cylinder and 5.4 liter. Could a servo wiring harness or solenoid be bad, and how would you tell? Got a rebuilt uh, valve body, replaced two solenoids, and OD servo, servo, servo. Now truck won't do anything, and new battery goes dead immediately. Also, replace internal wiring harness. Reboot it by disconnect, disconnecting the battery. Seems like dead short. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a lot to be said about that. You can have, in today's world, this is an 08 model, uh, Ford truck. It is. That, uh, 
you know, he said he's been working on it. So that, that makes it really hard for us. Well, did he have this problem before he put this stuff in there? Or, or did he it create occur? the problem? Yeah. You know, how, how do you do that? But just talk generally about it a little bit. Uh, you can unplug that harness from the transmission and eliminate it because there's got an external plug. And you can just unplug it. Okay. And then you can see if, if you can communicate with everything and see what's working and what's not working. If you have, still have something there that's interrupting your data communication line, it can't, it can't talk, it's not going to start. But if you can eliminate that transmission by unplugging it, right, Doc? Exactly. And, and another thing, too, Joe, he could have a TCM bad. Yes. And if he unplugs the transmission, that eliminates everything inside the transmission. That's correct. And then you can go in there and check your, your TCM and see if it's working. And well, if you, you can't talk to it, yeah, you got other problems. It, it's like hooking up uh, a, a scan tool, and you look at a scan tool, and you say, I want to I talk to the AC control module. I want to talk transmission control module. I want to talk to the engine control module. I want to talk to the body control module. I want to talk to the seat module. I want to talk to the window module, the lighting control module, Everything. the instrument cluster. We can go on and on. That's how many modules are on the car. Right. They're around They're, 30 now. Yeah. But, but if one of them's offline, you need to be looking in that area. Because it being offline, and they're on the same communication line, one of them being off, and it could be stopping the communication between everything behind it. The the other two important. It's like a party line on the telephone. When somebody's talking on it, you have to get on the line and say, get off the line so I can make a call here. And it's basically, that's what it does. tying the line up. Or if you're wanting to say something, you got to wait till they shut up so you can say what you got to (laughs) say. Yeah. Well, they have priorities. There are certain modules have prior, priorities over the other ones, and generally it's the running and control of the vehicle so it can be driven. But if you have one of those, like Doug said, the transmission control module down on it or something, the ECM is going to say, I don't know what to do here. I can't talk transmission. Yeah, we ain't yeah. going nowhere. Yeah, it's gonna just, you're just going to be there. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like putting a new GM transmission in. The EC, the, the TCM is made inside transmission now. Yeah. In, until you program it. It won't move. It won't do nothing. Yep. Okay, so his secondary question was, mm-hmm. is there an easy way to handle this? Yeah, take it to Gary Henry. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That's the easiest way. Let somebody else do it. This is above his head is what we're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need to be working on it. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't have the equipment. He, he replaced that valve body, Dave. He probably did it outside on the driveway. You get one grain of sand in that valve body putting it on, it's you got problems or he's got a wire pinched or you know anything was it like this before he worked on it we don't know yeah why did he put all this in it yeah i'm sure he had an issue before that he just guessing at it and a lot of questions been been on youtube and on the you know google and looked up common problems well that's what i'm going with well that don't always fix it you know we had one the other day not guess is what you need to do we had one the other day had the mouse had two warren horns in two Got nine wars out of the, out of a sixteen pair. That'll screw things up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it never would shift out of low gear, right? And the guy said it worked fine when I parked it. Two days later, I go back to get in it. And he sends it on record and says, "Hey, it needs a transmission. It needs Allison transmission in it." Yeah, you wait. You waited another day. Mouse may have eaten through fourteen wires. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you, we got we got one out there. It's a it's a uh, Chevrolet tahoe and the wiring harness behind the grill going to the lights and everything there ain't one chewed it plumb off oh it's gone ate it huh yeah 
I yes. like that soybean wire covering. They, they, they chewed on this so bad, you know, the overflow hose going the radiator, they chewed it in two. <laughs> they have chewed everything on the front of that up. And, you know, a lot of the wiring that goes from one side to the other ain't just for the lights and everything. It's, no, it's airbags and everything. Power wires, airbags, ambient temp sensor. Uh, there's a lot of stuff up there. All the wires are just matted together. You know, so if it did have voltage on it and it shorted out, there's no telling what else is burned up on it or going to be bad. But you got to start with fixing the harness, and we can fix the harness, buy the pigtails, and do all that. Guy wants a price. You can't price it. You can't give an estimate on that. Say it's it's so much an hour plus materials, and we look at the clock when we start. Somewhere between ten dollars and ten thousand dollars. And, and he said, him. "Well, I still need some kind of low and high." I told him fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars. Yeah, that's all. That's all do. you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, it may not be that much, but you want a price. And I promise you, if I give you a low ball price and then it goes more than that, then you're going to blame me. Yep. It's always my fault. Mm-hmm. Even though it says it's an estimate, it's not an exact price. It's an estimate. So it's okay. difficult sometimes. Something to think about. Yes. All right. Final question. I get, we have four minutes here. Got this uh, 2013 Ford Edge, six-cylinder, 3.5-liter uh got a brake nightmare it says started with a rattling back caliper there wasn't a small amount of pressure being applied like it should have letting the piston come back and allowing rattle had that one replaced no more rattle then i started to get a squishy brake pedal and hissing was told i needed master cylinder they put in uh reman and felt better but then periodically i would have pedal drop that would come right back until one day it went completely to the floor and i almost couldn't stop they said faulty part put in reman master cylinder number two then same problems that shop gave up and i took to another they put in a reman master cylinder number three and started having the opposite problem now there is intermittent brake drag finally they tried a Ford OEM master cylinder because Ford suggested that was their problem. At first, it was working good for the first 20 miles or so, and then a sudden brake drag that subsided with brake pumping. Now they want to replace HCU unit. Yeah, that's, prob- that's probably what's wrong with it. It's probably the, the power brake unit. I had one doing the same thing, Joe. Somebody put power steering fluid in it. Yeah. Okay. Instead of brake fluid. That's what you should look at first. Petroleum products will eat up the rubber in a brake system. I had to replace the brake lines, the match cylinder, mm-hmm. the calipers, the lock brake module and everything. And then you got to get it all out of there. Well, when you, you start flushing and then you get it all out and then you go replacing parts. Okay. So it'll swell the brake lines up mm-hmm. and everything. Make sure wherever you take your automobile, people you trust, that they know what they're doing. That's why I suggest Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Centers. Find them on the Internet. Joe and Duck, uh, they're out there as well. But there may be one that's even closer to you. I would check on that. And they all do super jobs. Joe, thanks thanks for coming by. Thank Thank you, Dave. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you, Duck. Thank you. When's first? Uh, when's modern gun season start? First weekend second of weekend second in November. November. All right. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. I hadn't looked. But I'll let I got I let let the folks know it. Uh, the buck stops here. I'll be calling, getting you on. All right. We'll be talking about 
summer sausage and all that good stuff here on the Dave Ellswick Show. See you tomorrow, Robert and Chris, for 90 Minutes and Matt Smith, and we'll talk movies. I'm going to see Dune tonight. I'll give you my thoughts on it in the morning. See you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.